0: ChatGPT4Turbo is revolutionizing the way law firms handle information. OpenAI reports that this new version is not just faster, but it can seamlessly integrate the latest online data, like up-to-the-minute court decisions or legislative changes. This means law firms can make smarter decisions faster, staying ahead in a competitive field. I'm Leah Levy, co-founder of Nanato Media and author of Beyonceable Hable Español, How Lawyers Win the Hispanic Market. And this is In Camera Podcast, where we watch law firms turn into powerhouses thanks to AI. Camera Podcast Private Legal Marketing Conversations. Grace, welcome back. How are you today? Good. How are you, Liel? Doing great, Grace. We are December 1st, the day that we're recording this episode. Here we are, another year gone by. And especially for me this quarter has been just nuts, insane, Grace. I know it's been for you. It was really nice to catch up with you in person about three weeks ago that we have met very briefly in Arizona for the Business of Law uh, Summit or conference by the National Trial Lawyers Association. So that was great. And ever since then, things have been good. Thanksgiving great has been good. How about you? How'd you been? I've been
1: good. I mean, Thanksgiving, like you said, was amazing, and you know, I go on my crazy baking streak, so it was definitely wonderful. Yeah, and, and it was great seeing you at NTL Business of Law. That was a really cool conference. Yeah. So it was great to see you there
0: i i liked it yes and i also really enjoyed hearing you talk about uh well moderate a panel about ertc and i think it's a topic that at this point a lot of people have already heard and feel that have certain level of awareness and i think what has um you know as someone from the audience just hearing and listening and being part of the conversations that people were having uh right after it it was kind of like interesting to see that how many people thought that the boat has already sailed in terms of like being able to do something like it's too late and realize that it hasn't right that there is still room to do something and you know what is the sense of urgency of that so i think that was a much appreciated um session that i think for some it's gonna mean thousands of dollars back in their pockets right
1: it certainly does. I mean, tens of thousands in most cases, because on average it is, and this is a conservative estimate because we're always been conservative with our estimates here, um, $12,000 per uh, full-time employee That's right. as a credit Yeah. to the firm. So it's you know it's a significant uh, business credit that you're due. Right. I mean, I actually had somebody come up to me afterwards, and the, one of the first things they said was, so this is what it feels like to be a client. <laughs> which is an interesting topic. Exactly it's true. you know
0: that was probably one of the wildest part of it of them all is kind of like see lawyers react to the fact that those who are primarily leading the efforts to help law firms recover this money from the IRS are working on contingency and they're kind of it's, it's interesting to see how it doesn't it doesn't land on them right of the of the of the top that they're not necessarily having to hire someone and pay them up front to do something it's all based on results and you know it's one of those things that it really is an offer that it's too good to to decline but the problem is that it's it's also too good to be true from the standpoint that uh, or sorry is it a scam So I think that's what, you know, even now, a year and a half or two years into this, people are still only starting to kind of like, oh, ah, so I don't really need to do anything. And the IRS is not going to come and retaliate against me because of doing this. and, And like all of those things were still coming up now. And I must say that the room, you know, you're not talking about your average, unaware law firm owner. You're talking about pretty bright and 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 active and up-to-date people. So It's a good reminder. Look, my lesson, what I take out from this as a business owner, as someone who is on the marketing side of things, as someone who is in the messaging side of things as well, is how much repetition there must be, how much you have to go over and over and over your message and never assume that people have heard it enough and that they understand because chances are that a lot of people still don't get it. They still don't get it. And then also try different ways of explaining things. And not necessarily that this is the case, but also keep the vocabulary as simple as possible. Because that's- It is kind yeah. of the case- Do you think with so? This.
1: You're hundred, oh, a hundred percent. Because these lawyers, they're not tax attorneys. Mm. And that was one of the first things that they said is like, I wasn't aware that you could do this on contingency. My accountant said, my CPA said, mm-hmm. Yes, your accountant and your CPA, they're going to charge you per the hour. That's their model. They have to, right? That's how they make their money. As a lawyer or a law firm, we are allowed to charge on contingency if we choose or flat fee when it comes to certain case types, and that includes tax law. So there was somebody on the panel um, that was a partner of the firm. He uh, charges not contingency. That's right. He charges a flat fee. Yeah. So... You know, they're just not aware of tax law, and I think when somebody is extremely educated like these lawyers are, and they're not aware of the law on that side of the law, it is kind of disconcerting because you don't know if it's true, you don't know what the truth is, you don't know the law behind it, so you just don't even touch it. Because you're like, my CPA told me this, my accountant told me this. They're the professionals. They're the tax professionals, so they should know better, right? But here we have tax attorneys. That's your version, right? A PI attorney on the tax side. So you definitely want to go with somebody that you can talk to, that you can trust. And so that's why it was a really great presentation and panel because they had all sides. They were able to see the different aspects of ERC in layman's terms, even for an attorney. They need the layman's terms. It's requirement for anybody to understand anything. Like you said, you being in marketing, me being in marketing, we have to constantly explain to people why they should get involved in something. Why the buy, right? Yeah. Why the bike. Yeah. So I, I think that it definitely helped, but it was a really good reminder to me that people were telling me, Oh, this is what it feels like to be a client. Oh, you can do contingency and tax. <laughs> I don't know you could do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this these are lawyers asking me these questions that are simple questions yeah. that I would have even thought they knew the answers to, but they don't. Yeah,
0: yeah. no, it was all, an all-in, a great conference. You know, I think one of the nice things about the business of law is that it's relatively small. And as I believe we've introduced this conference in the past, is kind of like that greatest hits conference where you get to hear a little bit of what's been going on on all of these independent, well-known, well-established masterminds and law firm growth groups. And here you get to kind of like get a taste of all of them and then decide a little bit. Now, like, I, I, I want to go this path. I want to go that path, right? I, I really liked or or feel gravitating towards the the way that Pilma those things, the way that, uh, you know, fireproof supports you and a bunch of others that were there. So I think it's a really good place to just get started. And talking about the Tri Lawyers Association, we have the TLS uh sorry, Tri Lawyer Summit, right? Tri Lawyer Summits coming in now up next month in you know isn't it wild to say next month? It's still almost like two months, but still uh, very soon in Miami. And, and that's big. That's big because that has a business of law track, but it also has a lot of trial insights. And it's, you know, the biggest event from the Trial Lawyers Association. So it's uh, it's definitely something worth keeping your eyes on if you are thinking of potentially going to some conferences next year. And Grace, I did not know that AAJ in February is coming to town. They're they're here they're in Austin. They're going to be right here in my hometown. So, you know, um I guess I'll have to swing by and, and and reconnect with good old AAJ, which I love. I think they're an amazing cause. I just don't necessarily think that they are the best venue for our agency to promote ourselves, or at least it hasn't really been very um, impactful. But hey, you know, they're going to be here. So that's that's exciting. I'm really uh, excited about it. because ever since we've opened our agency, I think this is the first time that we're going to have one of these bigger nationwide um, Conferences happening uh, in our in our town. I mean, obviously there's always the 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 local Texas uh, trial lawyers and those things happening every year. But you know, it's nice to have one of these kind of big conferences, big conventions. So that's nice. Hopefully you'll be here too. Oh, that would be so much fun. I wish I could. I love going to Texas as a whole, but I haven't.
1: Austin is the, one of the few I haven't been to. Oh, come to. on!
0: You have to. Um, you have to. I know to. it's so beautiful. You have to. I know.
1: I. I, I will do my yeah. best. Uh, I can't promise anything. Yeah. You know how hard it is for me to get out. Yeah, not let out.
0: Tell Michael <laughs> Bloom to sit this one out and come. <laughs> come to come to Texas. All right, Grace. Look, it's our last episode of the year. Come on, let's be honest. It's been hard for us to keep up these episodes coming, but that doesn't mean we don't like doing them. We love it, and we really have a lot to say and to share. And. Since the last time we spoke, Grace, I think probably one of the most meaningful and important times in what's gonna go down as the significant moments in history, I believe, just happened, right? And that is the enhancement to ChatGPT to its fourth turbo version, which really enables a lot of power in a very, very, very easy way. And kind of like introduces a new way of using ChatGPT that is way, way, way simpler. And the first thing I'm going to say about this before we jump into talking and getting all excited about how is it that we're using it, um, it's such a good example of the domination that that, that ChatGPT now holds over AI, right? Because like google you've probably heard that google recently also got an update and that you know they're pretty much on par in a lot of the things that chat gpt can do but that they they don't get a fraction of the attention that anything happening on the chat gpt platform gets and that's because they are pretty much established market dominance like why would you why would you and and the other thing the other thing raised here is kind of like how having a very strong very 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 strong foundation in terms of the capacity of your platform is going to allow you to really put out of business anyone who's trying to build a business that is in a way or in another utilizing your model, right? So I'm just like, okay, so that that was my thing. Let I want to hear what do you have to say about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know... <laughs> You know, I've been dealing with it since it was like an infancy of open AI. I mean, even 20 years ago, right? So I, you know, you and I talk about chat and chat bots and everything chat and how this particular new language models and true AI, right? Because this is true AI. This is not chat bots. This is not, no, this is us actually talking about artificial intelligence, synthetic language, custom language models, all that tech jargon that you know people start to glaze over about this they they took over the market they had the early adopters and for people like me who wants to have access to things like open source information open ai has been open source from day one they have allowed developers people who want to play with their stuff and they were early to this whole concept of AI. And so they've just continued to take over the market. I actually just got a uh, Google um, alert, not an alert, but a notification uh, for their two, three week conference. It's going to be online, hands-on, remote on AI. You and I both know they've got BARD. Yeah. BARD can't touch the heels of what ChatGPT is doing. So to just... To to your question and and your comment, I think that them taking over the market and being such an early model and really just all the developers and people like myself who are on the Reddit forums, we communicate with each other every day on a constant basis about things that are developing to the second. Google was too far behind and they've always been ahead. So it's going to continue on this path and it's going to be very difficult for anybody, just like you said, to use any other model to create their chats, to create their AI bots, right? Because they've got the establishment, they've got the security, they've got all of these things in place. And for Google even to catch up, it's gonna be very difficult.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think just people, they they don't care, right? They don't care. And as far as I know, Bart doesn't, doesn't have paid version, right? And right now, ChatGPT, the paid version is on hold. You you cannot get it. Even if you wanted it to get a paid subscription, you can't. They are just said, we're not going to allow new members to come up mm-hmm. as we are basically running over capacity. And this is extremely powerful in terms of a strong message, because Yes, you're right. I mean, it's actually very interesting, because in light of all of these, you know, ousting and then reinstating of Sam Altman from uh, uh, OpenAI, and a lot of things have come to light, right? And one of that is kind of like, well, wait a second. What was the origin of OpenAI? Why did it existed why did it got founded in the first place what was their initial you know mission vision however you want to frame that I was really they kind of almost established themselves as a nonprofit, looking to balance the the, the power of ai I, I mean i'm using my own words to explain this but my understanding is that they came up as a way of trying to level the access and use of ai so that it's not all sitting in the power of Google, which at that point apparently had about two thirds of dominance of everything that has related to that was related in computing power and such for AI. And they were kind of like, We cannot it's too dangerous to have a company monopolizing basically AI, right? So we need to be the the you know, the protectors of integrity and that. And so a lot of a lot of the of the people that are you know the executives and such in 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 AI and definitely in the board, they were loyal to that mission. But we all understand now that that mission's kind of like gone down the drain. Like hello, ninety billion dollar valuation by Microsoft, and you know a very very lucrative opportunity in here. Now it seems like they're in the business for monetizing and generating shareholder value for the companies that are backing them up. And so it looks like that, that is no longer top on the top of the list on the agenda. Disregarding where are we going with all of this is that Google is no longer uh, uh, leading the race in AI. They are no longer the, the, the main player. And I think that is something that They they themselves, you know, they acknowledge like in every single earnings call, in every single announcement that Google's been making, they're taking that role of like, you know, we've not given up and you will see. And like, we still have a lot to show. And yeah, I mean, sure you do. But the thing is like, will people still care? Will people still be interested? So anyhow, Grace... That's the, 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 the state of uh, the corporate world in AI. Let's talk about the fun stuff, which is using it, right? And the first thing I'd love for you to explain, Grace, for those who you know have not really had an opportunity to have a hands-on experience with using ChatGPT for Turbo, what is it that primarily changed in ChatGPT for Turbo? And then if you can explain us also, what's this whole thing about being able to create your own GPTs?
1: So the main thing that changed with ChatGPT is users can basically create their own version of it, right? So currently, when you use Chat GPT, you basically have to tell it what mm-hmm. you're looking for and prompt it. These are called prompts. Prompts are basically directions, like if I would tell you, okay, turn right here, turn left there. You have to go 60 miles per hour. Cause that's the speed limit. It's very similar to that kind of directions that you would tell chat GPT. This is what I'm looking for. This is what I want you to do. And this is what I want you to spit out. Now with the GPT 4 turbo, you can feed up to what well, they're claiming up to 300 book pages right. of text as yes. context. Yeah around the prop
0: it's insane insane. it is insane so yeah that is one of the of of the biggest increasing capabilities that it has one of the much awaited updates has been the ability of actually creating images inside of ChatGPT and not necessarily having to rely on another third party or on a plugin or in something else, but rather just kind of like a functionality that is natively embedded into ChatGPT and that is done through DALI 3. And that is uh, now something that you can do. You can go into ChatGPT and say, hey, ChatGPT, we're going to be doing a community event where we're going to be doing a turkey giveaway. We want to call it uh, thanking our partners 2023 and sponsored or hosted by the Smith Law Firm and we would like to have a turkey and a gavel right and can you create it and 30 seconds in you'll have it i'll come up with something that it may or may not look exactly like you wanted it to look but then you can kind of like fine-tune it a little bit with with some direction and you're actually gonna have a graphic for your uh event it's pretty pretty cool pretty pretty cool and there it's a good example of how you can use this you know, new powerful capability that it has. And I I, I like to go back to what you're saying about the, the ability of configuring your own chat GPT. It kind of like creating your your own GPT is creating your own chatbots that already have pre configured data points to lean on so that they can give you better or more fine tuned answers or results to what you need. And that is because now, you know, before one of the most painful things about having to deal with ChatGPT is that you had to make very, very thorough prompts. But here is a problem. If your prompts were too long, the system wouldn't read them or it would confuse them. It will completely throw them off. It wouldn't understand what is it that you want. And it would start contradicting some of the things that you may be asking. Right. So you may say only use three times this word and then another 25 guidelines and then that word that you said only use it three times then probably it's going to be used three times in every sentence because it will get confused with something else that is further down the that the, the the instruct the prompt and it really true it them it threw it off and so that obviously made it very hard to use it for some more sophisticated purposes, right? Or for things that have an even greater detail in in some aspects. Now, with the ability of creating your own GPT, you can actually pre-populate all of this information to the extent, as you've said, like you can give a hundred pages worth of context to it. And on top of that, you can upload to the actual GPT configurations page up to, I believe, 10 or 12 different documents. This could be PDFs, this could be images that can further help the bot to understand how you'd like to give things. This could be, for instance, right? For instance, if you'd like to create for your law firm, a bot that can create any type of communication using the tone and voice of the firm, you can upload there your editorial guidelines, right? And you can upload there your brand kit, and you can upload there examples of previous campaigns that you have run or of letters that you've sent to your clients. And then you can say in your kind of like master prompt, the one that it's on the main dashboard of configuration, use all of the information added here in this here in your database to create documents that are serving the purpose of communicating to clients or potential clients about notifications activities and such and they have to be, it has to be done in the same style and voice and all of these great things right and then the beauty about this is because you've already fed to the GPT all of the information that it will need to perfectly understand how this paragraph should start, what's the signature should be, what are the traditional calls to actions that you're using, all of that is already available to the bot because you've fed it to them to it, through these documents that you've uploaded, through the examples that you've uploaded, and at the same time, you could further fine-tune how to use those documents in that master prompt that you put there. And that what that allows you to do is then you have a bot and here is the beauty: you can then share that bot via link with anyone, right? You can share it with any one of any one of your team members. Now they don't have to worry about having a very long or building a very robust prompt so that they can actually get the same end result. You've already created a baseline model that's gonna yield the same result to every single one of your team members. And now the only thing that they need to do is click this link it will open up the bot that it's been pre-trained on your brand voice. And then with a very simple prompt, which you can also create, it's a like call it like a micro template that kind of like it's gonna specify who is this uh, letter going to and what is the main topic? And so you write right there in a the line. This is for Michael Smith. And the topic is uh, we have your disbursement check ready. Come and pick it up, right? Uh, and then third line, is there anything else that I should know about this? No, there isn't. And then just hit create and there you go. You're gonna get something that pretty much looks, feels and reads like what you've been creating manually or through very um, outdated or unpersonal templates and it's just going to work beautifully right so it's really really a that easy and b that powerful so you know we we've been paying for the resource
1: allocation before it got closed out so we have chat gpt and we've had mm-hmm. turbo for a little bit the beta version of turbo so we've been able to create our own chat bots for quite a few months now, um, with our own prompts, backend, and information, where the change for us has been significant. It's in the increase in the amount of knowledge yeah. that you're able to feed it, and the reduction yeah. in the hallucinations, like you were saying, right? That, that, for us, is the biggest difference. Now, the other significant difference, and for us, what has made a change with this Turbo, is the fact that the, the information um, cutoff was previously yeah. really old. That's it right. was like September,
0: yeah. I think it said it was... Yeah, it was 2021. September 2021? Yeah. It was ridiculous.
1: It's now... Yeah. It was a long time ago. It was old. So now it's right. April of twenty twenty
0: two. And it can actually search live on the internet. But I'll be honest with you. Yes. Yeah, I'll be yeah. honest with you. It hasn't worked really that great for me. I Like when it tries to pull off information live from the internet, it just doesn't... It, it's just not not very reliable but 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 yes what you're saying about being up to date until april of 2023 allows for it to you know buy its native uh, database give you so much more valuable and up-to-date information on almost anything and 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 just think about it from i mean from a legal standpoint the fact that it can actually pull up the Uh, local state regulations legislation whatever that is it's extremely powerful extremely extremely powerful because now you can reference to that you can reference to that like for instance if you're going to be using it for content creation you can actually say that in the way that you are explaining your problem resolution for whatever thing it is that you're writing about, you need to keep in mind the latest local legislation, right? Of the state of this. And it'll probably going to do a much better job than it was doing before, because, you know, we know that there's changes, right? Like this is a, 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 a thing that evolves. So, so it's great. Yeah, no, that's a really, really good point, Grace. Really, really good point.
1: That's where it's made a difference for us because, you know, we've been working on this project for just, I'd say maybe for about a year, um, really playing with it for yeah. six the last six months, I'd say, you know, as yeah. things have expanded, gotten easier to use and just getting involved on the the, the, yeah. the customizing part of it, right? Because right now it's it's kind of, it's open to a lot of people, it's open to a lot of things and as a law firm, we have to worry more about security and compliance than anybody else right so you know we've been messing with the security side of it and the custom customization mostly and so with this difference or this change and this update for us it's been a lot easier to get information from the web as a whole but we all, we have been feeding our own database of information yeah. from the beginning because we have our yeah. own custom model right in a secure azure service with a you know uh, non-breachable yeah. uh, all of that risk management stuff that you know I'm That's always right. talking about cuz it drives me insane and you know I, I have to be compliant so you know I, I don't usually like to talk about it and, and this is a component that I it's not that I don't like to talk about it it's just I know a lot of people don't really think about it but since we speak to lawyers a lot of times I have been asked this question over and over again about AI and that is, you know, what kind of security do they have in place? And what are the regulations, right? Cause we have yeah. can spam act when it comes to emails, we've got A2P on text messaging. So what are the regulations they're supposed to look like for a call from an AI bot? Well, I mean, you know, I personally, having followed this for so long and followed compliance for as long as I have, I can read into the regulations and understand that to be compliant. You have to let people know and give them the option that this is a bot, that this is not a human being, and you can't pretend that you're something that you're not as a law firm, we've taken the tactic that we giving people the option to communicate with you in the way that they want to, and this is, you know, 30 plus years that Ed's been in business, that's how he communicates. If you want a text, you get a text, you want an email, you get an email. You want a call, we'll give you a call. We'll do all three if that's how you want to communicate with us. Now with AI, that adds a fourth communication option for people that don't necessarily want to talk on the phone. They might not want to, right? So our concept is if you give them the opportunity and the option to communicate with you how they want to, including an AI bot that could call them, give them a status update on their case or call them and take them through an intake as an example which you know that's kind of what we're yeah. focusing on is on the intake side at least to start um yeah. and let them know that this is a bot calling them but if they ever want to speak mm. to a live person at any point in time press one yeah you know what i mean or say i want to speak to a live person that is where it's for us has been a game changer yeah. and a significant user yeah. experience because it's all about the client, right? If you don't have clients, you don't yeah. have business. And so the more you can take care of your client and be there with be there in the method that they want to communicate with you, you're serving them and you're serving yourself. So for us, the compliance situation and the concept of AI as a whole, we've embedded it as part of our communication methods instead of creating it as an outlier because AI is a tool. It's not a it shouldn't be a complete yeah. replacement. Really to everything that you do but it's a tool and it should supplement everything you're doing and that's what we use it for we use it in content creation we use it in document reviews we use it I mean in image creation in uh, audio voiceovers we use it in a lot of different aspects because we have it embedded as part of our processes yeah
0: I I think it's a very interesting angle that you're taking up in there Grace because obviously you know you know maybe for us we're a generation that we've grown used to, you know, personal uh, way of communicating. And maybe for a lot of us, it would be like, "Hmm, I wouldn't want to talk to a bot ever in my life. But you need to think that, you know, in in 10 years, eight-year-olds now are going to be 18 and they're going to be reaching out to lawyers and they probably are not going to want to speak to a live agent because they want to deal with a human being in the pattern in the training which we're going off isolation and such which is very very sad but at the end of the day it it's it, it's something that people may want to reserve their interactions for people that they really care for right and not for transactional things um, I think that's been the trend that we've been following for the past few decades and again I'm not I'm not saying that this is good I'm not I'm not an advocate for this. But the bottom line is that consumer behavior is gonna determine the way that that brands, that businesses are gonna have to make themselves available to have those conversations with their uh, customer base. No, that's 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 great, Grace. I really I, I, I like the angle that you're taking all things there. Now let's let's bring this down to you know a more kind of like your average business owner, user, uh, version of this. Let's, let's wrap up this podcast. Instead of doing takeaways, why don't we give each a couple of ideas of how they could best use, a revamped version of ChatGPT so that the year of 2024 can just be easier in whichever way they want to make it easier. So Do you have something uh, already ready, Grace? All right, so go ahead and start. I
1: sure do. Um, So, you know, it's funny because I think about this and and we have changed our marketing department a little bit recently and that includes because of what's available now, right, in terms of tools. Now, we use, um, you know, a variety of platforms, but Hootsuite has kind of been one of the easier ones to publish multiple places, right? And they're very good. Um, so we use Hootsuite Hootsuite has AI embedded. So I would suggest for those that are trying to get into it, aren't familiar with it, aren't used to it to look for a piece of software that has AI embedded. And I'd say a good 80 to 90, even percent, I'd go as high as most of these social media and content creation platforms that are software have it now embedded. If they didn't before they do today and Hootsuite is one of them. So. You know, use a platform that has AI and start using it because you will not know how good a tool it can be for you and your use, particularly with this new update, right, with the customization. And just like Liel said, and I want you to listen to this part. You can now upload your brand kits. You can upload your tone. You can upload old blog posts, right? So upload all the stuff that you've already created to date. Even if it's one or two things, because it's going to tell the new chat GPT, it's going to help you create other things, new individualized content that you're still going to look at, obviously, and you're still going to review. But now it's going to be done so much faster, more productively, more efficiently for you, your team, and everybody else. But if you're not familiar with it and you're uncomfortable with using new pieces of software get one that has it embedded like Hootsuite because it just makes it that much easier for you. Yeah. Start using it. You need to. I mean, it's it's a tool for a reason. It's, I don't think it's ever going to take over, honestly, Liel, between you and I, like completely. Um, maybe at some point, you know, maybe in, in 20 years from now, it might take over completely in terms of original content creation because it has access yeah. to all knowledge around the world. Maybe, but... For now, it's going to be a tool that you're going to use that you still have to review. And as a law firm or a lawyer or writing content for legal, you absolutely need to review it for regulations and compliance and verbiage that's allowed yeah. versus not yeah. allowed. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, no, Good ones, really, so, really
0: good ones. crazy You know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say yes. I mean, absolutely. A lot of tools, whether the ones you're using or not using in your in your tech stack, are starting to add AI powered tools that in most cases come at an additional cost, right? If you want, like, kind of like you have your membership and sometimes they say, well, we now have the ability of being able to have uh, an AI assistant that will do this, that, 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 that for you. And sometimes it's very much worth it. Okay. It is It's 100% worth it. Now, if, if, if that is what's stopping you from being able to use AI, because as Grace said, not everyone has the comfort levels of going into a chat gpt that even though it's nowadays very very user friendly it still it still requires for you to have certain ability of think organize structure prompts gather documentation i mean you know it, it takes some effort right it's granted it's not all fully uh, automated for you from scratch you need to build it okay but it's easier to build than it was before to code now what i'm going to say is yes, 100% use AI to just be able to ease the process in which you create something that is part of your operations. And that, you know, for me, it's always easier to think about marketing things. So I'm just going to go ahead and give an example of a marketing thing. If you're sending weekly newsletters, okay, weekly newsletters, and they're traditionally always had a structure to it, right? You have a section where you talk about legal stuff. You have a a section where you talk about community stuff. You have a section where you have your recipe of the week. You have a section where you have your favorite neighbor of the week, whatever that is, right? This structure exists. And you probably already have at least a few or a dozen or three dozens or 50 of these newsletters that have been created in the past. So what do you want to do with that? Well, you want to start creating a PDF document that actually has a lot of these examples put together. You want to start looking at how is this newsletter actually structured and try creating a prompt that describes exactly each one of the sections. Okay, so we always start with a headline. The headline usually has this many characters and that's the first thing and it needs to address in a slightly playful way the topic of the week, right? Then you want to have a subtitle, usually this many characters in there. And that kind of like gives a little Bit more of information on that then we usually write one paragraph that is an intro and then jump right into two or three takeaways as to what are the main insights and then the actionable items that we recommend people to do which are usually three or four would never do them more than two lines and whatnot right and now you're really giving everything that chat gpt needs to actually understand okay so when i'm creating your next newsletter I know exactly what you want to show I already have a very very good idea of what is it that you'd like us to like in what tone and what style you want us to write because you've given us a lot of examples and we can see the common themes and the common aspects that are connected between all of these newsletters and you've also maybe given us an editorial guideline if you have that not a lot of firms have it but if you have that you can have it there and you know what's so wonderful About this, is that then this thing that took you probably half a day to create? Because let's face it, it's not going to be put together in a matter of minutes. Oftentimes, you can maybe do a GPT in less time, right? But something that is, you know, as it has to be as effective as this, you want to dedicate some time to it. And here is the beauty. Then you need to make, to work on your micro prompt. So you have your master prompt, you have your GPT trained, everything is in there. Next thing you need to do is, okay, now I need to create the mini prompt that every single week I'm gonna have to fill out so that I give enough information to the bot so that it can generate then the full blown newsletter. And so that mini GPT is going to be, what's the topic? Oh, we're going to talk about new traffic laws here. Okay. Do you have a resource to, from where I can pull information specifically on this topic? Yes, here, there's an article uh, that was in the news. Look at this link. Then um, who is the neighbor of the the week? This one, what's the recipe of the week? Here's the link of the one that we want to share. And you hit enter and you're done and you're done, the the eight hours that it used to take with the one person in your team to pull together this newsletter, it's now done. It's now done. And here's the best part. You never had a newsletter because you never had someone that could spend eight hours doing this. Well, now you don't have to because you can do this and it could actually be of great quality, great, great quality without having to have someone invest a lot of hours in there. You just need to get this ready, Create it, build a template, and such. Now, what's the painful part about GPT? Still, is that it's still very much based on copy pasting, right? It's created it. I need to copy paste it, and such. Now, what we're not talking about here, Grace, and we're probably going to leave this for our next conversation or sometime in the near future, once we once we also better acquainted with this, is the is, is the amazing integration that now GPT has through many other platforms through Zapier, right? You can actually Trigger from prompts into actions happening somewhere else through Zapier, right? So you can put up a prompt, you can actually create that an action that, as part of the result of the prompt, some of the information that the m- prompt itself generated is going, is getting inserted somewhere else. You don't have to manually go and move things around. And this is very, very, very effective, okay? Very, very, very effective, okay? I'm mean, I just, you know, to give you, and I, 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 you probably have other examples on how this could potentially be used, Grace. I'm just out of the top of my mind, like one that, that that I can, you know, connect. Let's say that you're having, you're using call rail to track your calls, your leads. You're using conversational intelligence to track and transcribe all of these calls. And so you can see that person that has called recently mentioned during the call that they were in a car accident. The call gets tagged with, car accident and injury. Those two words were mentioned in the conversation by the person who actually called, not by the person who's asking the questions because you can actually monitor and trigger actions based on that. And then that information gets automatically through Zapier flagged to ChatGPT who then goes and crafts a personalized text message for the person to say, you know, we're sorry that you were in a car accident and thank you so much for calling us. And we were going to be here for you every step of the way. Right. Uh, That's what you can do. Nobody has to lift a finger. Nobody had to go and qualify the call. Yes or not. Is it a car accident or not? Everything happened in real time as it got spoken. And and I think that's kind of like very, 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 very cool. I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. And, I'm I'm still thinking here in traditional ways. I mean, this could be far greater. This could be your website getting automatically optimized based on the data that it's actually gathering in real time. I mean, this is really, really, really amazing stuff. Uh, So it's exciting, Grace. And and you know, my final thought for this podcast in which we are wrapping our our 2023 is that I think you know 2024 we usually do a predictions and like what's gonna happen and such and I you know it's always the same thing Grace is social media and you need to good great content and have great client experience like that never goes away that's always there but what I do think now like it's there and it's gonna completely create two groups. Those who those who are gonna prevail and they're gonna be able to just outgrow anyone that is in their competitor set and those who are gonna be left behind. And that and that's really gonna be those who are capable of leveraging artificial intelligence to just put themselves on steroids and just be way faster, more efficient and more powerful in what they're doing. And and, and I think that's what every single law firm, business owner, individual trying to build up their career should be thinking and doing now is how can we do and be more effective and do better using artificial intelligence. And, and the best advice that I can give to anyone that doesn't know where to start is create a membership on BART, on ChatGPT, whichever one you want, and start playing around. Really, literally, start playing around. playing around. As in, like, try to break it, try to ask things that are in your opinion, ridiculous. And then eventually ideas are going to start coming up. And eventually you're going to start seeing wait a second, if it can do this, could it actually do this, but for my business? And that's going to be just, you know, potentially revolutionary. Don't be afraid. This is not a social media platform. You're not connecting. You're not expecting for anyone's acceptance. You're not looking for likes. You're not being judged by others as to whether you're doing it good or bad. This is just you and a bot trying to get the most out of their capabilities. Grace, what are your final thoughts?
1: I, I want to I add to what you said because it, it's such a good point, right? And it's something that I always tell people. Don't be afraid right. of software. Don't be afraid of tools. Just log in, sign up, and play with it. I cannot mm-hmm. emphasize the word play enough because what Liel is saying here, ladies and gentlemen, you really, when you play with something, and you have fun with it you can understand it so much quicker and so much better because it is not it i mean i know i'm re re-stating what you said leo but i don't think people are i want them to understand this is not a social media platform developers like things very introverted most people that are coders don't want to interact with other people This is the opportunity that you have to play with a system that is not going to talk back to you, that isn't going to tell you that you're doing something wrong. It's just going to tell you and give you information that you're asking it to give you, and you can ask it information that you already know. So you can see if it's giving you information that you might want to know. Right? So that's why Liel is saying play with it, because really that's what you need to do. Log in, sign up, play with it. That's it. That's all we're telling you to do and. Don't be afraid of new pieces of software. If I can't say that enough, I I, I will continue to say that because new pieces of software and new things out there are here to help you. There's always trial versions of things. In this case, it is, doesn't cost you to do it. So pick the one that you want barred or open and you know, obviously after what we're saying, it seems like chat GPT is the one to go for because it's the most viable at the moment that is technically the easiest for people to use but it doesn't matter use bard you know play with bard first because you can just ask it in right directly in the bard platform without having to log in for a subscription for chat GPT. go ahead and do that and you'll still get the same familiarity same kind of concepts of prompts and how chat and ai works so just get into it start doing it because there's so many ideas out there we're using it for so many things right now. I couldn't tell you, it's embedded in like 90% of our platforms and it's native to Zoho CRM already. We have voice of the customer clouds, Leo, that I get every, once a week and it tells me in red tagged words that the customers are saying yeah. on calls that could be a cause for issues, right? Like if they're saying negative terms, positive term sentiment yeah. analysis. Yeah.
0: It's doing yeah. it for us, and that part of the technology has been it's been around for a while now. the The beautiful, the beauty of this now is that you can actually do things with that data without necessarily having to spend a lot of time analyzing it, right? I mean, a lot of a lot of and uh, you know, a lot of the things that we've one of the challenges that we've in 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 the time that this podcast has been going on that we've actually talked about is like yeah 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 i mean it's great like we have so much data we have so much data it's so easy to gather data but it's so hard to actually do something with it because an, uh, analyzing data is not something that is necessarily easy and especially not when you have thousands of data points so this is the beauty that chat gpt has i mean we did not really mention this but you can go in and throw you know drop up a, a, a spreadsheet with a lot of information that you wouldn't know how to get excel to filter out if you're not very proficient at excel and you wouldn't be able to 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 get it to tell you but you drop it out in GPT and you say hey can you please let me know which ones are the highest rated points in, according to this report, which ones are the ones scoring the lowest and what is the delta between them. And like, I mean, you can do a lot of that without necessarily having to know how to type a formula in Excel. And 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 that is, that is the beauty about this. You just need to speak out what you want. That's literally what you have to do. You have to speak out what you want. You can dictate in words to ChatGPT what you want and ChatGPT will do it for you. And if you spend a little bit of time Training ChatGPT to understand you better, you're just gonna get even better quality result re- um, answers. So yeah, it's it's very 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 cool, Grace. So yeah, 2024, the the year of the GPTs, very exciting for be wrapping up the year with such a great outlook. Thank you so much for a wonderful 2023 full of. Great insights, knowledge, fun conversations, I'd like to believe. And I'll see you in 2024, Grace. Thank you, Leo. It's been fun this year. All right. Take care. Bye. If you like our show, make sure you subscribe, tell your co-workers, leave us a review, and send us your questions at ask at intamerapodcast.com. We'll see you next week.